0: Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 9th, 2016. I am bringing back to the show one of my favorite guests, uh, my good cousin, who is now a reinsurance broker at Willis Re. I don't know which Willis Re is near you, but he's in the one in the Pacific Northwest. This is my boy, Ricky Howard. Ricky, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Sam. Looking forward to it. Yeah, dude, I did. I did hit that right. You are a reinsurance broker at Willis Re. Or do you do insurance or yes. purely reinsurance?
1: It's re- only reinsurance. He nailed it.
0: For those of you out there who don't understand that reinsurance is a thing, it's a thing, and there's a whole industry. And Ricky does it. Yeah, it's
1: it's a weird one. I I'd say ninety percent of people I talk to about it have no idea that it exists, but. It's the only way insurance
0: companies work. So Yeah, it's one of those like you know. <laughs> huge... It's like understanding how the iPhone works. Like People really are like, well, I couldn't put it back together. All I know is it goes on and it's on and I hit the camera button and it hits camera and it's reinsurance. It's like, oh yeah, people have been doing this, making money off of this, helping out institutions do this all across the world, everywhere, every day, but uh, not many people know about it. Yeah, it's a fun job. I uh, I found that fascinating when we were talking about it the other day, Ricky. Uh, Ricky and I, we uh, for for the everyone out there, we um, took a little vacation to North Carolina with the fam, whole bunch of people. What was it? 16, 17 people in that house? It
1: felt like 30,
0: Yeah. 40. It, there was there was it was wonderful, it was lovely. It's just a yeah, very lot of, uh, lot of lot of a lot of good times, a lot of closeness. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but we're not here to talk about getting sunburnt on the beach or the breathtakingly amazing games of pool basketball that we had. Um, Let's, uh, let's delve right into some of the NBA free agency. I know the Olympics are going on. I understand this, but uh, you know, I was saying just the other day, I don't, I just don't have the same passion for the Olympics as I do for, for NBA and, and NFL, which is coming up. I'm excited for, for football season as well, but I really, you and I had a good dialogue about NBA and I wanted to just come back and, Have a true discussion. Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors. Maybe some people feel like it's old news at this point. It still feels like this fresh, huge story to me. Ricky, give me your first take on that.
1: Well, it's so tough because I think every time they make one of these super teams, everyone, you know, so with the Heat, they were like, "Oh, this is perfect. Three best players, you know, three great players coming together. It's gonna." easy. Mm-hmm. Obviously wasn't yeah. took the whole season to really um, mesh and then same thing happens with the Cavs and we're like, oh well this is this is the heat but it's a better fit. Right. You know, Kevin Love he he is he can already do what Chris Bosch does. Um you know, like he stretches the floor, perfect on offense, but he kind of we totally forgot about the defensive end and then, you know, that's was their weakness and so that's what they had developed. So that took so long. So I'm just trying to understand. Like, it's not gonna. I know we know it's not gonna be easy, right? Like, no,
0: no. And and why? And, and I think what you're saying is, why should we? Why should we just assume and believe that it's gonna be instant magic?
1: And like, it seems like it should because you know, if you look at what Harrison Barnes ha- had available to him mm-hmm. in. The playoffs, where he, you know, he wasn't being guarded, yeah, and he had open threes, and he, yeah, and he just, you know, he couldn't do anything. But, um, you know, Kevin Durant should hypothetically be able to step into that role, yeah. and you know, be perfect. But you know, when you think about it, like Clay Thompson's already saying, like, oh, he's not going to give up belief or whatever. He's not going to believe on the offensive end, mm-hmm. and so he's like, it's. I, I mean,
0: that's going to be an issue. I'm and um, we got to
1: concerned. W- oh, go ahead.
0: I mean, what about Draymond? This whole, like, Draymond, oh, yeah. you know, like, I think Clay and Steph Curry have a little bit of that magic ego about them where there's, I don't think they're that sort of egotistical. They're not Allen Iverson's, uh, you know, no disrespect, just love to Allen Iverson, but Allen Iverson was <laughs> a guy who, like, you know, needed to be the man. I mean, When the Grizzlies tried to take him off the bench, he was not happy, and the Grizzlies cut him after four games. Um, So, but Clay and Steph are not that. They kind of, you know, it's become clear after one or two seasons on Golden State that Draymond is the guy who is screaming. He's the guy who is throwing the chair in the locker room, you know, the rah rah rally guys. And Steph and Clay are kind of, you know, happy to not be the shouters. What's that going to look like when you throw Kevin Durant in and there's that real sense of like, all right, which one of us is the lead dog here? And especially if you see Kevin Durant's play, taking minutes away from Draymond, taking touches away from Draymond and sort of marginalizing what Draymond brings. Now, I agree. I think that. Kevin Durant can just sort of fit in and take over for what Harrison Barnes was doing. He, like, And there is this belief that the team is so fluid that they can figure out a way to have him just fit in because they're that's the nature of their game. But I don't think it's going to be that seamless. I agree with you. I think that it's going to take time for them to learn when okay the game is on the line, who's going to take the big shot? Is it going to be Steph or is it going to be Kevin Durant or is it going to be Clay or you know does Draymond really need to get down low in this one? Um,
1: I yeah, I and mean, it's, it's I think I mean I think the chemistry will take a while to iron out um, because you know, as soon as you you know Kevin Durant's like not an off ball player. No. I mean he can, but. That's not what he's done for his whole career. Well, well, he and, he
0: he is not, but he's had to be that in many senses. Playing with Russell Westbrook,
1: true. I mean, so maybe that prepares him a little bit. And but I mean, I don't think he's like a huge vocal leader either. So it's going to be an interesting like uh, group to throw together because you know Draymond's still going to be the guy that you know yelling at everybody, and I don't think Steph or Clay really has taken that on either. They're mm-hmm. all, they're kind of like the you know, lead by example, people, or whatever you want to say.
0: I would. Com- but, I completely agree. Completely agree.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So I just. I mean, the thing is, like, yeah, they're not. They can't be bad. I mean, they're not, it's just too much talent to. They're not going to be obviously not be bad, but like, I don't think it'll take that long. The thing is, it's going to be weird. Is the expectations are so high? They just won seventy three games. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if they win. 70 is out of bat. Is that like you know,
0: do you think they planning? can win? Do you think they can win 70 games? Think that happens?
1: I don't know. I mean, it could anything. I mean, you could play these guys 60 games a piece and set them the other 20 or whatever, and it'd be totally like it wouldn't hurt you, you know, because you there's still three superstars out there, no matter what. Yeah, and just kind of play it like the, the Spurs do and
0: mm-hmm.
1: rest of the playoffs. and... Not be, so, not be so concerned I don't see them really going for it again like you know that really is what the, the what, pushing
0: um, to break the Bulls record that's that will not I don't think that's going to be a consideration next season if anything they're going to need to focus more energy on making Kevin Durant work
1: yeah and I mean that, that's what the regular season is for and I think I'm guessing Steve Kerr will be uh, smart enough to realize that and not you know, they're, and not put pressure on themselves early and just to kind of let it happen because there's too, like, there's too much talent and there's, they play such a fun kind of bas- brand of basketball that Kevin Durant should be able to just kind of fit in and mm-hmm. learn it and, you know, and he wants to win. So he's not like, I don't know. It, it's, gonna be, it's just going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be interesting to watch and see the reaction to it and see, you know, if they lose, if they're... If they're you know, four and three, or, you know, starting out like, yeah, they, saying, they start oh,
0: out like five and five or something. Yeah.
1: and So it, I think the big thing is individual players dealing with it because, you know, it's just future It's, you know, it's it's going to look like the Olympics. You know, mm-hmm. you guys are going to have to play less minutes. You're going to have to take less shots. Mm-hmm. And it might be a good thing, honestly. I mean, um, Steph will have to do less. Which is a good thing for yeah. him because his body can't take it. I don't think like banging all. Even you know, he just rested a lot, but yeah. it even still caught up with him. Like well, what, you I... know, being the leader because when you're a small guy and you're trying to close out games, and you know you're gonna—they're not gonna call much. It's gonna be physical. Like he's gonna, he takes a lot of hits, and like you could see him like getting hammered out there. Yeah,
0: I mean, um, listen, he's he's a small guy. It's like Iverson. You know, how many times did Iverson get hit and go down to the paint? Yeah, I mean, bang. It's, I think that the difference is with Steph Curry, he does get hit a lot, but he he's also taking outside shots. I mean, that almost felt like the uh-huh. story of the finals because when it came right down to it, they forced him into a tough jumper and he missed it. And I mean, yeah. listen, whether it's the three-pointer or the jump shot, you know, you live by it, you die by it. And there's just a kind of a, you know, a clear difference between pulling up for the jumper and going to the hoop and, you know, you've got to polish that jumper perfectly. And even with a Steph Curry having it polished perfectly, sometimes you miss that shot.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't even know what it's going to look like.
0: It's, and, you know, and something else, can I mention one other thing about the Warriors? Yeah. So th- We saw almost the exact same team both of these years, right? Like, how 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 much roster turnover at all was there between these last two seasons? Not much. Would you agree? Right, Yeah. Now this this season you're bringing in Durant, you know, mm-hmm. and you're losing Harrison Barnes, you're losing uh, Maurice Spates, Bo- he's gone, Bogut. Bogut, you're losing your starting center, former number one overall pick, Aussie the Bogut,
1: your your boy Festus
0: Ezeli, your Festus Ezeli. Did that? That was that's who I was in the in the pool basketball game, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're killing it. I was cleaning up everything around the basket. Only God, I was actually putting it in the hoop. <laughs> now, you're losing these guys. Now you're bringing in Pachulia, bringing Zaza. Uh-huh. You're bringing in David West, and you're bringing in Kevin Durant. Now all these guys sound like quality guys, but this is, I think, the first time. In this brilliant chemistry of a team where they have to shift, they have to transition, they have to pivot a little bit and actually make this new cast of characters work. And I mean, this to me looks like an opportunity for other teams to sort of edge their way into Golden State's stranglehold on the league. I mean Yeah, I mean like I think di- the- like the- how dangerous the- are the Spurs be- gonna be this year? You know what I'm saying? Like are they gonna kind of yeah. Out, like, will they finish as the number one seed over Golden State? I Right now, what do you think?
1: I mean, I still... I don't know. It's hard. I think Golden, I think it's going to be hard for them for Golden State to lose a game. Yeah. I, I just in general. I just think it's going to be hard. Like, with that... Unless people get hurt.
0: Yeah. But, Injuries uh, is the, think, the ultimate equalizer.
1: I think, like... They're going to... It'll take a little bit to work on their kinks, and they'll get hot. And... They'll shut everybody up, and then they're going to – it's just – it's much talent. You know, I just don't think – and the Spurs are, you know, they're losing. It's – I don't see anyone – I mean, I don't think – unless the Clippers really step up step up with yeah, getting Blake back, but I don't – you know, it's just
0: – It's a shame because no, I just don't, we're grabbing yeah. at straws here. This Warriors team is a super team.
1: Yeah. Which is what they're, you know, like I want them, like I want to see them a super, like be a super team and see what happens because uh, you don't see this many great players, this, let alone, I don't know how many top five shooter or top three-point shooters in the, of the NBA that are on this team, like yeah. three of the top ten.
0: Yeah. Which yeah.
1: is, I mean, it's going to be a show out there.
0: It's it's a little unfair. I think there's a lot of people with ownership and the CBA and this entire free agency period has spawned this opportunity of Kevin Durant going to Golden State, creating this super team and and we've seen you know, I think I think all throughout the NBA history, you've seen super teams come together whether we've anointed them as super teams by the press or whether they've become super teams by what they've shown, you know, be it the LeBron James Miami Heat team or even LeBron in Cleveland or the Boston Celtics with Kevin Garnett. Um, you know, we could even talk about the Bulls being a super team in the 90s or we could talk about the Celtics, the Lakers of the 80s. You know, in some ways they were their super team and maybe we just you know, we don't characterize them as the same thing now because it wasn't a bunch of free agents who sort of, like, did... I mean, listen, it wasn't some backdoor, you know, but it was kind of a behind-the-curtain, put-together, small, casual discussions where these guys opted to all go to one place. Like, you know, when free agency opened, it was like, oh, yeah, we already made this call. (laughs) It's like, really? Because free agency opened five minutes ago. Oh, yeah, we already sort of talked about this contract. Like, you know... On Snapchat five days ago. Um, yeah,
1: it, it, I mean that's the thing. Like where the players are running the team now. I mean, you can say that. LeBron is you know, the
0: GM of the Cavaliers. It's true.
1: Uh, he, I mean, he, had, he should add that to his resume. But um, definitely, you know, you, you heard Draymond recruiting Kevin Durant like over the All Star break. Yeah. And you hear you hear these rumblings all year, and you know these guys are just talking. Like they're all friends, and they are all. And it's weird how, like, the older generation really hates that.
0: Yeah. The yeah, that, they do. Like, the know, Charles Barclays, like, the Oscar Robertsons, they're kind of like, uh-uh, you're supposed to be enemies, no.
1: Right. And I don't quite understand that, because you play basketball with your friends, and you might, you know, these guys don't like each other on the court, like, it's not like they take it easy. They're just, they, like, are friends or respect each other off the court. And then this, it spawns the ability to do this in the offseason. Yeah. And recruit each other and to come together and play with your friends. And, and I still think LeBron's going to end up playing with CB3, Mellow, and D Wade somewhere. Yeah. Like, just just because he can, just because he wants to.
0: Yeah, yeah? I, I completely agree with you. And I think it really, you know, I, think, I don't think you'll disagree with me when I say that this is a bit of a product of where the not not necessarily where the game has gone but the, where the game has gone from a media perspective from a size perspective from a money perspective um number one the the dollars being thrown around are so much larger than they were with like even Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan you know these guys were making you know, record-setting dollar numbers even at that time. But now, Uh the LeBron Jameses, I mean, these guys, LeBron, the reason why he's the GM of the Cavaliers is because he's bigger than the Cavaliers. You know, he might not have more money than Dan Gilbert, the owner, but his presence on the team, you know means more to to the team and the city. His sway should be bigger and more and have more weight than the general manager cuz he's bigger to a team than a general manager is. Um and then yeah, you have I all mean... of the, all of the players, the Draymond's and the and the Kevin Durant's and the Dwayne Wade's, you know, Unlike during Charles Barkley's day, these guys have Twitter pages with millions of followers. They have Snapchat. They have social media. They're able to get on a platform or a soapbox or whatever you want to call it, and you know, t- Instagram pictures of themselves getting pizza. And I don't
1: think I don't think Draymond should be flaunting his dude, Snapchat too much after that
0: situation. Dude, <laughs> and not only that, but the fact that Draymond <laughs> dropped a dick pic by accident. And we oh, kind of didn't care. Did, did anyone care?
1: It was just like, oh, that's
0: embarrassing. Yeah, like, it was kind of like, oh, it was sort of like, whoops.
1: Yeah.
0: Last I time I checked, when, when Janet Jackson whipped out her boobie on Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday, it was a big deal. Yeah,
1: that was wild. I mean, I, I think I was like 12 or something watching that. And I, that was That was quite the show.
0: It was quite the show. But- but I'm saying nowadays, you know, all of a sudden you you flash somebody's schlong, even if it's on social media, and everyone's kind of like, eh. Yeah. Eh. It was like a story for a day and a half. It was know, like, oh whoops, that happened. Sorry, won't do yeah. it again. Dude, <laughs> he's
1: had, yeah, he's had a good summer, hasn't he? Dude, it? why are you a texting pictures
0: of your schlong? Period. I. So yes, my, I think you nailed it. The the schlong pick alone is telling us that things have changed with how these players carry so yes I can understand that if you're accidentally texting your sh- a picture of your schlong to one of the other guys on the USA basketball team that yeah maybe sometimes in that discussion of hey take a look at my schlong by accident um there might be mixed yeah. in are you interested in playing you know on my team with me Yeah,
1: you gotta wonder if that's the, what happened with Kevin Durant.
0: It's like, oh hey man, you know now now we're cool because you know we. It's like blood brothers. It's like you've seen mine, I've seen yours. We're all friends now. Let's uh let's play. Let's go win championships. Play some basketball. I yeah. I can definitely think the times have changed a little bit. I would agree with you there. Yeah, Um, Yeah. So yes, I think this is the the formation of the super team. I think like any super team, you're gonna have the haters. You're gonna have the lovers you're going to have the people of, why do they have to be super teams? I want more parody. I want you know, let's let's get real here. I think deep down the fans want those super teams. You get to watch an all-star game every time that game that team plays. Every time they play, they're on national TV. You want to see them when they come to town. You want to see them on, you know, ESPN because they're on it 3 nights a week. I, I mean, listen, I'm excited for next season. I'm I'm still a little skeptical if Golden State's just going to win it. I, I kind of after what happened last year, you know, they're, they're, I'm sure they're hungrier because, you know, they they tasted that defeat. But, you know, I, I don't know if Golden State can do it next year. What Right now, what do you think? Golden State win next year?
1: I mean, if I had to bet on one team with, without odds involved, I'd go Golden State, I'd yeah. say. But, um, no, I'm with you. I'm
0: with you. I, I, out, of the, out of the West, I
1: don't know who else can really do anything. I mean – I always like. I mean, the Grizzlies aren't going to win anything, but like, I, they always give people trouble, and they're going to be healthy again. I'm You're, Looking forward to them. I think the Trailblazers will be better. Yeah. I mean, saying I'm not saying these guys can win. No, I, I. Against Golden State. I hear you? I think they're, they'll be good teams. The Spurs, I don't know. You know, it's kind of out, but you know.
0: Yeah, you can't count out the good. Spurs, but it's, it's Tim Duncan officially retired. Like he retired. I yeah. I, I feel like. Anything could happen right now. As as good as they are, and as many great players they have on their team, it's like there might have been some mojo that was lost with Tim Duncan gone, and all of a sudden you just, you know, they become mortal. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what happens. Like he was somehow keeping them together, but
0: um, how so many? It's how- just
1: it's. I, but I think it's good. I think the NBA is always better when there's a super team. You know, it's like. There's always a storyline, you know, it's always a, you know, a good game, or, or a game you want to watch. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's not a bad thing. I just, I don't see teams that can beat them in a series, I, yeah. you
0: know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, it's hard to imagine any team getting out of a seven-game series with them, with the exception of what we saw in the finals, which I don't think anybody ever predicted.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just can't, it's just, I don't even know, I, I just don't know what it's going to look like. I I just, I'm trying to imagine Kevin Durant playing in that offense. Yeah. And I just, I just feel like it's going to be just endless raining threes down for every angle with these people. And they're going to never, like, the ball's barely going to over half court and somebody's going to shoot it. It's just like, it's going to look so weird because everybody needs to be double-teamed pretty much. Yeah. And it's like, you just can't... It's like, what are you going to do? You're going to leave... You can't leave anyone open. You can't... So you can't double anyone. But it's just going to be... It's, you know, they're just... It's just going to be, like, their current offense. But, like, twice as good, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. I, that's what it seems like.
0: Yeah. I mean, Kevin Durant's somebody who can shoot. And he can pass. I mean, he... And, he and he's... Can- He's physical, and he's, he's tall, and he's long, tall. and he's got the defense, and he can switch. I mean, he's he's a great fit for their system. Yeah. So, I do think
1: defensively it's going to be interesting because yes. – they don't have a great rim protector.
0: No, no, and they just lost um, a couple of huge guys. I mean, they got some huge oh, guys, but... Oh, they're
1: bringing in JaVale McGee, aren't they? They brought up, Oh, I heard that. Dude, um, I am not putting any
0: fighting. stock in JaVale McGee's ability to do anything. <laughs>
1: it'd, be like, it'd, be, it'd be like a great, like, tight-knit team, like, doing playing great basketball, and then JaVale McGee, like, running up and down the floor backwards. <laughs>
0: Don't don't even don't even oh. put that stank on the Warriors, man. They don't need that. I
1: hope he makes. I hope he makes the team. I want to see him out
0: there. Dude, I hope he doesn't oh make God. the team. I hope he comes to that frigging. Threes, two, yeah. oh he, he'll come in and and do a tryout for them, and with any luck, they'll 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 give like a a gladiator emperor like thumbs down moment. But they're desperate. They're desperate for a shot blockers. Yeah. I haven't they tendered Anderson Verajao? Isn't Verajao coming back? Is that? Come on. Oh, I guess so. They got Verajao. They got Zaza. They, they, I mean, you got Zaza. What's you're good. <laughs>
1: that was a yeah. That was quite the pickup for like two million bucks or whatever that was. Done. Zaza is
0: sneaky good. He's still athletic. He still yeah. finds ways to make himself valuable.
1: He's a good passer. He, he uh, I like. He was, like, he was on the Bucks two years ago, and he was kind of a nice. Uh, Could have kind of run the offense a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. dribble handoffs. He's got some skills. A little jumper. hmm I'm. I'm gonna miss Maurice Space. I, I. He was kind of fun to watch. Mo buckets. Mo buckets. I Mo buckets. mean, my, oh, former Philadelphia seventy
0: sixer, like, as long with uh, Andre Iguodala.
1: That sounds familiar. Oh yes. <laughs> um. But yeah. Where did Spates
0: go? Let me look. I got to figure out where Spates went. He signed with uh, somebody. Hang on. Hang on. Maurice Spates. Who did he sign with? Oh, the Clip Show. He signed with the Clippers.
1: The second thing when you Google Maurice Spates is Maurice Spates mole. (laughs) So that's good to
0: know. Well, okay. Now, let's let's shift to the other side of the Kevin Durant discussion, which is Russell Westbrook. So, Russell Westbrook is staying with the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's official. He is positioning himself. The deal he signed will allow him in 2 years to sign the max contract with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He can make up, upwards of 175 to 200 million dollars with his contracts with Oklahoma City. What is your first take reaction to Westbrook staying in Oklahoma City? I don't
1: know. Like it's it's really cool and I'm glad because if he leaves OKC then OKC is going to turn into the Pelicans. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, the Pelicans or like you know, the Bucks, some, like a little small market team that can't really you know, because it, they got they did they had that draft the, the, like three years of drafting that they had which was perfect mm-hmm. and then which is what you have to do but when you start losing people it sucks you know so I'm go- I'm happy for OKC even though I'm not like a huge OKC fan I just think it's cool to have music kind of brings more parody into the league mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because otherwise I, I thought he was going to go to LA or New York or something. Like I guess th- I thought he was a big market guy, which I always thought. Like it seems like he likes that kind of, maybe not as like the kind of glamour, the kind of spotlight. But now it's going to be the Russell Westbrook show for a year, yeah. which is the second most interesting thing of it besides the like, Warriors. And I'm like, so like I'm gonna watch every one of their games
0: because yeah.
1: him by himself with Oladipo and just Stephen Adams, the, the Aussie down there. I think Wild.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a show and I think that I you know I don't think that he's not a big market team guy but what I do think came out of this whole thing was listen Kevin Durant Russell Westbrook, friends enemies I don't know what the situation is. I don't think they're enemies. I think they both seem to be, be, they, they both have strong personalities, and they're both alpha male players. I think Russell Westbrook is probably more of the alpha male, and Kevin Durant yeah, the most is most alpha male. <laughs> yeah, and but but in some ways, he I don't think he was enough of a problem that Kevin Durant couldn't coexist with him. But I do think both of them, deep down, were really looking forward to an opportunity to not play with one another because. When Durant got hurt and Westbrook took over last season and nearly dragged them into the playoffs himself, I mean, he was an MVP candidate. He was cranking out triple-doubles. He was really playing on a whole other level, and you can't ignore the fact that that was happening while Durant was sidelined. And Durant, I mean, you know, I posted uh, something on my Facebook page, Sam Sports Station, just the other day, where it was like, I think it was maybe my brother Dan forwarded me a video And it was like Sixers Thunder, and they're in Philadelphia. And you could just see Kevin Durant like waiting for Russell Westbrook to pass him the ball. And Westbrook just goes ISO, goes ISO, crossover dribble, draws a double team. And and Durant's just standing out there wide open. And Westbrook just takes like a contested jumper and misses. And it's this real sense of, you know, that might have been a microcosm for their entire time together. And I think that Durant leaves. And it's this sort of big opening of like, you know what? Yeah, Russell Westbrook could go to a big market team. He could go to the Lakers. He could go to the Clippers. He could, he could go to the Knicks. Or, well, I don't know if any of that would happen. But, he, you know, one of those teams, like, the Lakers would have loved to have brought Westbrook on and moved some of their young, you know, lottery pick assets who are promising but are not Russell Westbrook. Um, but I think Westbrook loved the fact that he's been with this one team he gets to sort of not be the villain because because Kevin Durant's kind of the villain now for jumping ship, making the super team, and abandoning the small market. You know, Westbrook gets to kind of reap the rewards and the love and the adulation of being the guy who sticks with the team. And now, uh-huh. the other guy who was kind of in his way is gone. Now it's like, dude, it's my team. There's no debate. There's no dispute. And I get to be able to earn more money with this team because they have my bird rights. And... They desperately want me here, and they're actually quivering in their boots about the fact that I might be leaving. He was like, you know what? Give me my money. <laughs> Pay me. Um, I'll buy an even bigger house out here in Oklahoma. And um, <laughs> yeah, And then you got Steven Adams. You said it. Oladipo. You know, there's a lot of unknowns because all of a sudden a team that has been completely um, dictated by Ibaka, Durant, and Westbrook All of a sudden, in a single offseason, has lost two of those three pieces. And now they're essentially the Russell Westbrook show. And I think everyone's kind of anxious to see what it's going to look like because now Billy Donovan going into his second season, you know, they've jettisoned much of the roster. This is going to be a completely new look for the Thunder. And I think we're all curious to see if they're going to, like, they might sort of stay in the same, you know, three seed you know, realm. Like, they're – because who else is behind them? Like, are they better than the Rockets? I say yes. Are they better than Mm -hmm. uh, the Portland Trailblazers? Yeah. I could probably – I could probably say yeah. Um, They're similar
1: teams, to be honest, I think. No.
0: Like, I think maybe you're right. Like, the Clippers are probably closer – to the Thunder now than, than they've ever been. But it's a good point. The Trailblazers and uh, the Thunder, yeah, because they're sort of functioning around that Damian Lillard-Westbrook formation. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I I think uh, that's why – I think that's a big reason why Westbrook was okay to stay. He's, he's like, you know what, I got too much of a good yeah. thing going on here, and you know what, Durant probably just gave me the best present ever by leaving.
1: Yeah, I think um, Westbrook really, if you compared – the two routes between Durant and Westbrook, I think he took the, Westbrook took the easier route of the two. Yeah. And it kind of might be, it's kind of weird because Durant went to the better team, but that move is going to come with, you know, a hundred times the amount of scrutiny that Durant got in OKC because that's a small market. They worshiped him there pretty Mm -hmm. much. Yeah. Besides one, that one, remember that one headline where it was like Mr. Unreliable or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Was that? A, that was the only like negative thing that he's dealt with. He's that he treats the media horribly. Yeah. Which I mean, it's whatever, it's fine. But he's like he people take it easy on him. But now it's gonna be, you they, know, oh, how do you, how does how does you know Durant making the Warriors worse now mm-hmm. and stuff? And Westbrook's gonna be just throwing up triple doubles like, and they're he's gonna be an MVP running Durant. I bet you Westbrook finishes ahead of Durant MVP running now because you can't give it to
0: probably Steph or Durant, right? No, no, I don't. Th- it's hard I don't. To. I, it's going to be really like I don't think you're going to have a Golden State Warrior win it next year.
1: It's too hard to give it. I mean, you could, but when you got, it'll be you know LeBron and LeBron have another great year, and Westbrook's going to have an absurd year. Yeah. I think I, I can't first to take of my fantasy draft. Like, yeah, you, you I mean, got to
0: have one. Russell Westbrook is use. going to be a triple double machine next year. Yeah. He's just shoot like 40 times a game every game for this year is going to look
1: like Kobe's last game for <laughs> Russell Westbrook. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. I am just so
0: excited <laughs> about it. It's going to be good TV, man. Good TV. So you you're right, definitely yeah. feeling positive about uh, Westbrook staying and the Thunder's prospects for next season?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's. Fun. I think they have a cool team. I like uh, their. I wish the Bucks had drafted Sabonis. I think mm. he's going to be a pretty cool player Dude. because he's kind of like a. He's a he's a nice, versatile big man, kind mm. of six eleven guy. I think he's going to shoot a little bit. You know, handle it. So he, he's a, he's going to be a nice player. And then, um, steve Adams is fun to watch. And Ol- I think with the Oladipo. I don't know how that's going to work. It's gonna be, that's another weird one. Well, I don't know
0: what, the, what that's going. to Oladipo, I think, is a weird one because he's a talent and he's good. But, uh, you know, Orlando, I don't think ever really figured out how to tap into that. And I think they kind of exacerbated it the last couple of seasons, bringing in Alfred Payton. Um, you know, Scott Skiles is the coach. They've, they've been a little lost. Um, and I yeah. think and I think Oladipo suffered because of that. Um, but Oladipo's got some great defense. And I think, you know, he can score, but he will certainly be someone who I think is going to be complimenting or wanting to compliment Westbrook. And now I think he's, he's a great addition to that team. And I love – dude, you have me at Sabonis. I mean <laughs> – My
1: Lithuanian brethren.
0: Dude. I love it. Bring it on, man. Uh, that that Lithuanian portion of you has got a blessing and a soft touch for passing the basketball <laughs> down low.
1: Yeah, every, every Lithuanian has that, a little bit of it. Yeah, you know, little finger rolls. You, you got a little bit of post move in yeah,
0: little no look pass, little sort of like bounce behind the back. Oh, yeah. Got it. S- yeah. If Sabonis could <laughs> if only those Trailblazers could have won a title, man. Um, I know. Now,
1: I, the thing is, well, I, can I rant about Sabonis a little please, bit? Please, please. Um, well, the thing is, he came to the U.S., like, way past his prime, and he came in and was still you know, one of the best centers in the league. Yeah. Um, But when he played internationally, he played, that was when Russia was occupying Lithuania. So Mm -hmm. he was playing for the Russian team that I think beat the U.S. team.
0: Is that the 72 Um, Olympics with the controversial call? I don't, I think. No, I must be dating myself. He couldn't, he can't be that old. I don't
1: think he's that old. I'm trying to think what year. I think it might've been, I don't know. It was like around the time of the Dream Team, I think they might have played him and, I don't know, it was, it was, it was sucked because he was, like, all the Lithuanian players were playing for Russia and it gave him all this, you know, all this pride and, yeah. but it was Lithuanians doing it for him, so it was just, you know, I just, I had to get that out there and make sure everyone knows how things really were. The
0: Russians were getting, they were, they were getting repped by the Lithuanian talent, which wasn't a proper representation is what you're telling me. Exactly. Okay, okay, according to I'm on Arvita Sabonis' Wikipedia page, says here, Summer Olympic Games representing the Soviet Union, nineteen eighty eight Seoul. Yes. Where they definitely won the gold medal. And okay. he was on the Soviet Union team.
1: Boom. There it is.
0: Yeah, and this is all def this is all at least six, seven years before he even appears in the NBA.
1: Yeah, if, if anyone out there appreciates a good post player and a good post passer, especially, dude, go look up some videos of this man because he was a, a magician out there. Dang. It was so he didn't look. He doesn't play like anyone has ever played before. He's 7'3", just like agile. No-look passes. Oh, man. Okay, sorry. Dude, his no-look
0: no passes are breathtaking.
1: And, the, the, dude, this is it's a
0: great really... deep dive. I should go find some Sabonis videos, put them on my Facebook <laughs> page, because it's breathtaking seeing him with those behind-the-back passes, the no-look passes, and he would do it so effortlessly in a game. Like, you would just see – you. he was one of those players you watched for five minutes and you'd see him do one, and it was like, wow, what a yeah. – the passing. Yeah, it was, it was amazing skill. Well, let's uh, let's hope his son, you know, is able to emulate yeah. some of that talent and uh, and skill when it comes to passing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I want to pivot us again uh, because I want to get a couple more topics in here, things that are desperate to my heart. Number one, I want to jump on the Sixers. I'm going to throw some Perfect. Sixers talk at you. Um, a couple more things. Now that th- Since the last time we've spoken, we have a little bit more information about what the Sixers roster will look like next season and I want to get some first-take uh, thoughts from you. So I'm going to hit you with a couple of things. Ben Simmons, number one overall pick uh, on the Sixers. <laughs> yes. we, we've got... Oh, Ner- those,
1: did you watch the Summer League? was fun. Dude, up I've been
0: watching it. it it's like a real player is coming to the Philadelphia 76ers. It's like they brought yeah. a superstar into town. It's like, blah. <laughs> I, have, I have not seen a superstar who will sell jerseys like this since Iverson came to town. And Let me tell you something. Elton Brand was not the guy. No. So, we've got Mr. Simmons. We've got, uh, at this point, Nerlens Noel and Julia Okafor, though they want to trade one of them, if not maybe both of them. Both of them are still on the roster, but let's, let's at least say one of them will be on the roster. Dario Saric is, official, is officially coming over from Turkey. That happened.
1: Yeah. Um, and he's having a good Olympics. Dude, I mean, he had a,
0: did you see that block on he, Pau Gasol? I did. Yeah, that was, a, that was quite the play for a small. Part. That was that was a moment where I'm like, "Yo, I'm I'm excited. This guy's on the Sixers roster. Give me more, baby."
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, they are yeah. going with any luck. Jo- Joel Embiid will be on the court this season. Which is
1: crazy! I'm so excited. So, he's gonna be like, I hope he's awesome, dude. Right? He could be. I, he, he could, could be cool.
0: better than Okafor. He could be better than Noel. I mean, all if he is as good as they say he is, and you put him with Ben Simmons. Oh boy. Now yeah. last thing I'm gonna mention is they they actually had a free agent signing this offseason. I mean, well they had a couple, but probably the it's not that big a splash when you think about it. For for the Sixers over the last several seasons it is, they signed Jared Bayless to a three year deal. Mm-hmm. So you actually have a yeah. a legitimate point guard. Maybe not a starting all-star point guard, but a a point guard. An actual yes. bona fide NBA professional who knows how to play. About
1: him. Okay. I have some thoughts about him because.
0: Give me these so thoughts.
1: You know, he was on the Bucks.
0: Yes, he was. For a couple of years. I have some thoughts and as well.
1: And he is. I, I think he's a good six man. I don't. I wouldn't want him running your team. I agree. He's like very ball centric and he, he likes to shoot. And when he's in the game, he's like. You know, he's playing the Chris like Chris Paul. No, not even Chris Paul. He's playing the Russell Westbrook role, but half as well. He's like he likes to shoot. He likes to come off screens and launch them. And he can get hot and he can win your game. But it's like when you when you're trying to develop things, I I'm a little. I mean, he'll be fine. He's at least some sort of a veteran on there. But um, it's just uh, a little nervous about that.
0: I I I I have I have the same skepticism because I think. I mean I'm hoping that he will be the guy who comes in and at least is able to bring the ball up the court every play. The truth is the Sixers have been lacking point guard play for years. Uh ever since the, you know, Hinky regime and listen, Sam Hinky, the man died for our sins, okay? Cuz we are reaping the benefits of all of his assets right now. Um but during his time there, he made Not a single iota of an effort to try to put any decent point guard on the floor. The closest thing that happened was when Jerry Colangelo came in around Christmas, he went and got Ish Smith back. Um, So I feel good that Bayless is coming in because it's a competent point guard. Um, I feel positive because I think they're hoping Ben Simmons is going to want to handle the ball a lot. I think there's gonna yeah, I just be today
1: that he's gonna play point guard a lot.
0: Yeah. Or he's gonna get time with point guard. Like I think you're probably gonna see him handling the ball, you know, more and I think they're kind of having Bayless in there to handle the ball when Simmons isn't on the court, to handle it when he is there, but to also facilitate getting him the ball. Um I mean, I, I think they want and some veteran, but I think they also want someone who can compliment Simmons, who can score, you know, off the ball if Simmons is drawing double teams. Um, but I have the same skepticism about Bayless because he's a great six man. He's a great, you know, kind of bench player. And I think that the Sixers kind of are bringing him in as, as an opportunity for him to kind of be a poor man's point guard as they make this team, you know, watchable. Um,
1: yeah, yeah well, let,
0: I don't no, know if well, this is equating it, I guess, to the playoffs is, I, I guess what I'm saying. Oh, I don't know if there's
1: a playoff coming up. <laughs> I, don't, I think the East is actually
0: I can dream than the West. I can dream. I can dream. Uh, if
1: you, you Give them, like, two years. I think they got two, like two three years they'll be making a run at it. I just think it'll be a while before they really figure out who they are as a team because I just don't see a lot of positions. You know, like, I don't see a recruiting guard. I don't see a small forward yeah. yet, really. So, it's like, you got a lot of 6'10 athletic guys, but... Yeah. It's just going to be a bit before you... Ha- and Before you can make the... You have to have some depth before you make the playoffs. Yeah. There's not much here. So, um, I do think... So, talking about point guards, kind of you guys picked up Kendall Marshall here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he's a lot better than people think. or Because... Uh, I mean, another Bucks player. So, you guys are really recycling nicely here. But um, he was... He he got hurt. He's had some injuries, but when he's in, like he's a very he's like a pass first point guard. He he like doesn't turn it over. He can score a little bit, make an open shot. Um, and I think he would be a good guy to kind of grow with these guys a little bit because he's young and um, that's his natural game. So mm-hmm. it seems like that would be a good fit too.
0: Oh.
1: So that one, I like that move.
0: And, and he's a cheap option as well. You know, they're not paying him yeah. a lot of money. I mean, that's something else that, you know, I know in this explosion of salary cap money that we're in right now, the Sixers are still in a very favorable cap situation. They've got a lot of flexibility. Um, you know, they're definitely trying to make the something out of nothing and make the most out of the players they have on the roster. Um, and there's a lot of upside cause they've just been so bad. There's nowhere to go, but up, um, I mean, I think the players, I'm excited for Ben Simmons, but the other player I'm really excited for is Embiid and Saric. I think both of them have a lot of potential and can really, really make some noise right away. Like the fact that Saric has been playing for a couple of seasons, you know, he's not a 21-year-old who's coming right out of college after one year. You know, I like that because there's got to be some professionalism that he's going to bring, mm-hmm. you know, blocking Pau Gasol, I think is going to, you know, you're seeing this tenacity, you're seeing now the Dirk Nowitzki, and we always, and I I think we like to compare foreign players coming over here who are stretch, who are long, who can shoot yeah. three-pointers, shoot the free throw. We like to instantly kind of give them the Dirk Nowitzki comparison because, you know, there was only so many, you know, yeah, there's Drazen Petrovic and some of these other guys, but... You know, we never really saw too many of them. now, basketball is such an international sport. These players are, you know, they're on our radar already. We're seeing these players at age 14, age 16, age 18. We're already putting out draft rights on them. And they know about the NBA as well. And they are also sitting here going, you know, when do I want to go over there? And you're seeing guys like Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Dario Saric coming over in their early 20s. Whereas you know the time of arvidas sabonis you know we just said it he didn't get mm-hmm. to the nba till he was 30 so you know this the scope is changing like you might see maybe one of the most uh you know the loudest leader on the team next year for the sixers might be dario saric yeah
1: i mean that would be crazy i, I, I can he speak
0: English? I think he can. I mean I'm I th- I believe he's Croatian. I don't even know. It's funny you're he's asking gonna me like this. You're these guys going to
1: be like what is going where am I right now.
0: I mean, um, listen, if he's if he's pounding the the, the glass as hard if he's hitting it hard, I think it doesn't matter what you're yeah. speaking. They shut up and listen. I think uh you know, cuz cuz I'm very curious to see how Ben Simmons is going to mature, you know, from a from an ego and a chemistry standpoint. Like what's that locker room going to be like? You got Joel Embiid from Cameroon, who speaks French. And you got Saric from Croatia. And you got Ben Simmons, who's... Uh, where, where's Ben Simmons? Is he American? Uh, he's, he's Canadian. Australian. He's Australian. He's. A, you got an Aussie in the room, eh? You know, you yeah. got an Aussie. You got an Aussie. <laughs> you, you got a Croatian. Somebody wants to have a Forsters. And then, um... I've heard
1: you have a good Croatian accent. I think I've I heard that from somebody in
0: the family. A, a good Croatian accent? <laughs> Does that sound like Russian? I have, I have fake, yeah, I have fake Russian accents. <laughs>
1: I think that
0: was it. I do offensive Russian accent like Yakov <laughs> Uh <laughs> Thanks for entertaining that. Well, my pleasure. Uh, so, <laughs> I think we're in agreement that the Sixers are going to be big question marks, but it's exciting. Okay, well, here. Noel, New Noel, or Jaleel Okafor, which guy gets traded? So,
1: I think Jaleel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> e- um, even I after just, just the one year? Just the one year?
1: I think he... Yeah, I mean, I just think he's. uh, In terms of, oh geez, it depends what they're want going for. I I, like I think Noel would be easier to trade, honestly, because everybody can use that player, and he won't command as much as I think the Sixers want Mm -hmm. for Okafer Mm -hmm. Because I think they want like, you know, top type. You know, they're selling him as a overall pick and yeah. like the potential of that and i think a lot of people don't see him as that yeah. they've seen him and, and, unless, unless
0: he's brilliant his stock is slowly going down
1: yeah i think maybe if he comes out strong for the first half and then they you know make a deal for x mean, and, ba- and, boston's yeah, I
0: boston's been sniffing around him for a while
1: boston yeah they have been that's interesting um I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're out of the market with Horford now. Yeah, Danny
0: Ainge uh, and the Celtics. I'm never counting them out.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Um, but it, it was, I don't know. I mean, I think the Sixers want to see it play out too, and see who kind of bonds with each other, and then you know, kind of build off of three guys. I think you know that's probably the standard way of doing it, right? Where you you kind of say we're gonna okay, we're gonna build off Ben Simmons. Embiid, if he, we if are confident in his health, which might be an issue, and maybe yeah. they won't trade them yeah. unless they're like, you know, 99% sure that he's like not going to have chronic issues his whole career. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's a big determinant. Is if they, if he comes out, if Embiid comes and plays for a year or however long, and, and they think he's good, mm-hmm. then they'll be comfortable moving another big man. But mm-hmm. right now, they're kind of like, you know, I think they've all had injury issues, right? Yeah, all yeah. I days. mean,
0: even even Noel. I mean, he. I think he tore his ACL like six months before the draft.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all up in the air. I think I just think it's gonna be fun. I'm actually looking forward to watching a Sixers game now.
0: Yeah, man. That's exactly right. They could be a league pass team. That's probably
1: great. Yeah, it's like great for you guys because now it might be enjoyable to watch because you you, you're watching your core grow or what you think your core is, and you're watching them watching these guys grow, and that's always fun.
0: And you can—it'd be fun to be able to stomach the team.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's always, that's huge.
0: Now, let's pivot again to your Milwaukee Bucks. You've brought up the Bucks oh. a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just fitting for you and I to talk about the Bucks because I'm I'm truly understanding now, Ricky, that you are a Bucks fan. You have a definitely joyous little, you know, like soft yummy warm part of your heart for the bucks. And yeah, yeah,
1: I definitely have.
0: And uh so there's definitely some things that have happened with the bucks. There's some positivity coming into this season. So they extended Jason Kidd's contract. Um uh-huh. they brought in Matthew De la vadova And yeah. la- last I heard <laughs> they are actively trying to now get rid of Greg Monroe. Um Give me some of your hot takes on what you're thinking about the Bucks coming up this season. Hot takes.
1: Okay. Um, well, I really like, I'm really excited about the Miles Plumlee signing for 12 million a year. I, I was going to say works.
0: that. I, I like that too.
1: I think, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but I think, I don't know, from what I've seen, he's, he's oh, I didn't know he was 27. Oh, man. That's too bad. Well, I still like him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whoopsies. I thought he's one of those like young Buck Duke guys. He is a Duke guy, but I thought yeah, those, one of those. Those like, Plumlee Plumlee of boys, thing. they look really young. are all the same. Yeah,
0: okay. You mean, um, you mean Mason, Miles, and Marshall? Yeah,
1: whatever. Whatever. The hell. I, yeah. Can't I, I can't make straight. that
0: up. I can't make that up.
1: Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I think Mirza Toledovich was one of the best signings of the off season.
0: Mm, mm. In terms of D,
1: uh, in terms of price, we got him for
0: yeah, and what he
1: does because we desperately needed some shooting, and he's a six nine guy, just perfect stretch yeah, um, and he he's been doing it, and we know what he is, so we're good. I feel great about that yeah. Um, the Delhi signing um, I'm I heard it was going to happen, and I just was hoping not, but. It's just, I don't. I just don't want him to play that much. I can't watch him that much.
0: Yeah, I know. It's know, he just feels. Like, he just oozes overrated. He oozes overrated. Yeah.
1: And like he does some dirty stuff. Like he gets. He does. Like, he does some. And I, I, I like that. And like. I think he's supposed to be able to shoot, even though he was cracking the backboard in the finals, and they had to bring in uh, Mo Williams or whatever to, you know take him, take Dele out of the game, which yeah. is not reassuring. No, no. But, but, okay, whatever, Deli's in there, I don't think he's going to, is he going to start? I hope not.
0: I mean, um, I think that's the plan, is to have him at least run the point, like, I mean, who's, is Jabari Parker running the point now? Right? No. No, he's not. Michael
1: Carter-Williams was our starting point guard, and Giannis he's... is going to play point guard,
0: yeah, but Giannis can't be your starting point guard. Like, you know who's I'm looking at their roster. You keep talking.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh um I yeah, I think I just think we're gonna get away from positions with this team because I don't think we need to like define Giannis as a point guard when he is going to bring the ball up and then post up, and then defend the right on the other end. So yeah. like, that doesn't make any sense. You don't yeah. mean, He's not a one. He's like a one through five. Yeah. So as long as it's fluid and the ball's moving, we're fine. Mm-hmm. But we do need somebody to kind of facilitate. So maybe Deli can...
0: Yeah, you know. I th- I'm looking at the roster, and I mean, you got Michael Carter-Williams. You got Del Vadova. I mean, those are really y- your point guard. I mean, Tyler Ennis is really the only other option.
1: I like Tyler Ennis a lot, I like him,
0: actually, too. So... But Um, but I think you know you and I both know he's not going to be the uh, the starter.
1: No, so I don't. I'm curious to see how it all shakes out. I'm really interested to see what we do with Greg Monroe.
0: Yeah, that that dude that went south fast.
1: I know. I jeez, because I was so I thought he was such a great fit, but it's just something didn't click with him. He couldn't couldn't defend or some. I don't know. It was weird because he was putting up decent numbers, and he did what we thought he was going to do. But the team wasn't better with him. I mean,
0: I, I think that he he's an he's a bit of a Dwight Howard. He's kind of a dying breed. I think that yeah. that I don't know if he could run with this team. I think Jason Kidd has kind of compiled a very you know he's compiled a team that is sort of of the you know of the image of a Golden State Warriors. You know, this sort of fast moving team. A lot of ball movement, a lot of versus I mean I mean that's kind of what you're looking at with Thon Maker, this sort of big athletic guy, you know, whereas Monroe yeah. is is this kind of Ben Wallace and
1: We have like a bunch of undefinable players. Yeah. And then Greg Monroe, offensive center.
0: Like, yeah. And and he was, was not nice. that this season. He was a disappointment. No.
1: It was nice the year before, even though our offense was crap, like we couldn't score, um, but our defense was so good because everybody could switch onto everybody, mm-hmm. pretty much, because our shortest guy out there was Carter Williams or yep. uh, Middleton, and they're yep. both like uh, six, 6'8", six, 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 mm-hmm. and you just pretty much switch everything, and... Somebody's going to be athletic enough to get in the way or get their hand in the, you know, in the mix. So, um, they, what, the other thing was that Jabari Parker came back, and th- so I'm excited. He, towards the end of the year, he started looking like what we wanted him to, and yeah. he's been like he's getting in shape, mm-hmm. and I'm really a- excited. ACL starting
0: to look a little bit more comfortable.
1: Yep. And he was, I mean, he was surprisingly athletic last year. Mm-hmm. And I just did not know that was going to be his game. But he was, I mean, he had some high-flying dunks out there. And if he gets, a, if he works on his jump shot, I think he, I thought he could shoot. He just, he, I think he made 1-3 last year. So um, hopefully we get that dialed in. Um, but I think he's going to be a, quite the player. With him and Giannis, like, that's going to be a fun duo.
0: Yeah. And you really, we, you know, I think... All Bucks fans have to really kind of be hoping that Jabari pans out because you know the jury is still out on the Andrew Wiggins Jabari Parker draft. Yeah. You know I, I you know those guys were touted pretty highly and um, you know like I don't think either of them have made as much noise as Karl Anthony Towns, you know. Oh,
1: uh, you know what? Well, okay. We, now that we're talking about the T Wolves, let's. I want to make sure we mention them because. Okay. They are definitely going to make some noise, Let's, I think, good, this
0: year. Dude, lay it down. Tell me why. I mean, I have a few well, ideas, but you tell me.
1: See, I love their draft pick, adding a point guard. And mm-hmm. then, um, I, what was the guy's name? Um, that's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> dude, I can't remember uh, who the T-Wolves drafted. Hang on.
1: He's, like, from Providence or something. Hang on. I'm looking it up.
0: Uh, this not, is like, this is like the sure I Am Rap Report podcast. We don't fact check here. <laughs> Uh, even though I'm, I'm literally pulling it up right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I got it
0: here. Dude, did you beat me to the punch? Um, I
1: think I did. Did you I beat me to the punch? I,
0: Chris Dunn. Chris I Dunn. Couldn't
1: even, I couldn't even recognize the guy's name. Oh my God. Chris okay, Dunn well, from Providence. Yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah. Um, okay. So Chris Dunn from Providence is, looked awesome in Summer League. Mm-hmm. And then... Carl Anthony Towns is going to be one of the top five players in the league. It looks like, mm-hmm. and Wiggins is at worst going to be a really good athletic three and D guy. Yep, kind of, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And when you throw that all together, it kind of seems to mesh really nicely. And then when you throw in, like, I love uh, Zach Levine.
0: Yep, dude, I think Zach he's going to Levine be really
1: good. Yes, like a six man Jamal Crawford, like he's got that on the lock. Um. And then it's just like a good, it's like a pretty solid roster. I mean, yeah. it's kind of big man heavy. They have too many, they have way too many big men now I'm looking at it. Cole Alders, Gorgie Dang.
0: Yep. Kevin Garnett's still in there. They just brought in um, Jordan Hill as well.
1: Yeah. He's and also so,
0: got size.
1: They must be moving somebody, like Pekovic or somebody. Like they because they have Adrian Payne still, and he, you know, so.
0: Yeah. it's One of the, those guys gonna is going to be gone. Around.
1: With the, uh, um, you know the, uh, geez, their coach. <laughs> what oh, uh, uh, Tom Thibodeau. Tom's the Tibs, yeah. Dude, he's gonna. Um, they're gonna
0: be running hard.
1: They're gonna be running hard. They're gonna be playing defense. Like they're gonna be a tough team to beat. I think. So that I, that was just a, I, I forgot to talk about we forgot to talk about that but I think they're gonna be interesting. Dude, the and they're t- one of the best young cores. I think if you had to pick a young core to build from, I'd say they're probably the best back right
0: now. I mean, dude, Tibbs is a smart man. I think he was looking yeah. at that. When Tibbs took a year off and was very calculated about looking at all the teams and seeing you know, how everybody was doing business. I heard a couple of interviews with Thibodeau this season, and he talked a lot about visiting other teams and other coaches and seeing what everybody else was doing. You know, he was yeah. scoping out the landscape trying to figure out which one of smart. these franchises was, was ripe. And I think he sees that Timberwolves got a lot of talent, a lot of good core young guys, you know, players that he can mold. I mean, you, dude, you are hitting the nail right on the head. You, beware of the Timberwolves. Yeah, so, you know, it's, yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're, eight. you know, six to eight seed. I could see that
1: because I, I think after the top, I mean, really two in the West. It re- or tough three, tough three. Sorry, with the Warriors, Clips, and Spurs. I think it gets pretty shaky. Not sh- not bad, but it's just, you don't know what these, you, know, you don't know what the Thunder is going to be like. You don't know what I mean. Trailblazers should be similar to what they were last year. So whatever. But Four but I mean, feet. the
0: Rockets could get better. The Pelicans could come back and make noise. They listen. Anthony Davis didn't go anywhere, uh, but but after you know the Spurs and the Clippers and the Warriors, you said it. You sort of dropped down a tier.
1: Yeah, so it's it's. I mean that's you know that's always in the mix. Um, And yeah, so uh, they're just another fun team to watch. They're going to be a great league pass team to kind of just tune in and check out what these guys. They're going to be moving fast. They're going to be athletic and. Yeah, you know, just a cool team. Um, yeah, sorry, we are way off.
0: But, dude, uh, dude, this is—we didn't go—we didn't go, we didn't go <laughs> off of anything, man. The uh, point was We're to NBA. bring you on here and talk some b-ball. Um, yeah, okay. I think I'm good. I mean, I, I got an awful lot for for today's podcast. Um, you wanna? We'll save some nuggets for the next time we have you on the show.
1: Perfect. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of—we like,
0: didn't
1: even talk about the Knicks, dude. Or the, uh, the, the Heat or the Bulls. Dude. that whole situation.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe we have you back on for part two later later this week, and we'd sort of dig into the yeah. Eastern Conference because that might need we need. We, there's a lot of the Knicks are an entire show to themselves. Miami, know, Chicago. We didn't yeah. even we didn't even touch Dwayne Wade going to Chicago. I can't. Okay, yeah, All we got right. we got to have you back on. What's this is okay? This is ludicrous. The fact we haven't talked about it. <laughs> uh, yeah let's do it that'd be fun dude definitely I'm gonna I'll holler at you I'm serious I'm gonna holler at you soon and get you back on cause we gotta do it right Um, but, uh, for, for tonight, uh, Ricky Howard, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I love this man. This guy has got some great stuff to say about basketball. He loves sports. That is one of the major reasons I have him on this show because we like talking about sports. Ricky Howard, re-insurance broker at Willis Re in the Pacific Northwest. Holla, holla at your boy. Is there anyone you want to holler at, Ricky?
1: Uh... You know what? I think you're, you're doing just fine for the holler, and you got plenty of those, so I'll
0: let you take care of that. Holla, 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 holla. I good. Yeah, had, so had to give a cool. holler out there. I like it. Uh, dude, Ricky, you're the best. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Going to talk to you again real soon.
1: Hi, right, man. Thank you.